The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This, this is the Players' Lounge. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now your hosts, Barry Church, Danny McRae, and Nui Scruggs. All right, everybody. It is that time. Players Lounge on a Friday. Danny McRae. Three three in a row. Wow. We've been doing this show for how many years? You know, so I missed two, a, I missed two, a few two, shows. A few. Church, a few. church. Listen, few. hold on. Mm-hmm. Me and Church probably even on how Whoa. many shows. Wow. If, you, wow. if we listen, I Nui, if, if you, if you, if you, you keep it tabs, we probably because mine was consecutive. Church has been all sporadic, but they, but they, 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 they come though. Nui, you go. Nui, go. Yeah, you have this one, I mean, I, I don't have the talent. Wow. But it's close enough. It's close enough for you to not really be sure, though, right? No matter where I'm at, I can't show. If I'm, if I'm here, I'm. I'm doing the show. I'm doing, wow. If I'm, if I'm a judge, I would say I, I would have to look at the record. Mr. McCray, <laughs> what, could you produce a record? Because I we mean, need there proof. have been absences. Oh, yeah. So, a couple here. It was there, sporadic. There have, <laughs> as my boy said, sporadic. You and, know? and then I'll say this. Okay, when Danny was at, we knew it. It didn't happen 15, 20 minutes before the show. Uh, oh, so y'all, y'all oh. going, that's how y'all going to do me. That's how y'all going to do me today? The, the night before. Oh, <laughs> hey. Wow. Wow. Hotels.com. That's where I got my, I got my, uh, my rooms com. always. Hotels.com. So Hotels.com knew he wasn't going to be on the show, but we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Go check the app. Oh, where's Gary? Where's Gary? I'm done with so, y'all, But, uh, <laughs> but anyway, good to see you, Danny. It's a better show when you're here. Okay, That's our way of showing you love. It's yeah. a better show. Barry Church and I like having you here. So. I'm so glad to be back, man. I'm 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 happy I'm here three weeks in a row, and we're going to continue this trend of me being here for the sure foreseeable future. I, Absolutely. Saying, I, don't know. I, don't I used know. up all my PTO, all right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All my PTO is gone, so I'll be here until it until it go over again in 2022. Right. Cowboys are practicing right now, so yep. it is the final day of the OTAs. Or as Darren Hambrick once said, "What do voluntary mean?" It's voluntary Oof. mini camp, so mm. you don't have to be here. But what are they say? But you need to be here. Oh yeah, and. I have a lot of respect for the guys who come out here because fans don't understand. There are a lot of guys. Now, Dallas is a different place, but there are a lot of guys who don't live in the towns they play. Mm -hmm. So when you come in to do a voluntary um, OTA, you're having to, a lot of times, come back into the place where you are, um, spend time away from your family, and you're not getting paid for it. It's what you're doing for free. Warren Moon spoke about that was one reason why he decided to retire. He was playing his final days in Kansas City. And he said, you know, I was away from my family. So in order for me to do the voluntaries, and they wanted you there for the voluntaries, you had to spend time away from your family. It was voluntary. He's like, I knew the offense, (laughs) but but it's what you had to do. So I don't think fans always understand. Guys, not a lot of guys always live where they play full time. And when people are asking you to come in for these voluntary voluntary, uh, minicamps, sometimes it costs some of these guys money. And we're talking about not not the big number, not not the Dax of the world, Hmm. but for, for guys who are... You know, minimum minimum veteran guys or, or rookies. You know, th- these are things that you uh, these are expenses. You can say you're investing in yourself, but I think sometimes people lose sight of that. Fact. Oh yeah, and I, you know, I was one of those guys. I was able to. Well, I came. Uh, I lived in Dallas, but I played out in Jacksonville, and I, I hated. I hated going back. Because uh, I felt like, you know, the offseason was just kicking off. Me and my wife probably just got back from vacation. We're like, all right, let's, you know, let's hang out in Dallas, have a good time. Well, those weeks ticked by fast. Next thing you know, I got to take a flight back to Jacksonville. And all we're going to do is sit there and go over the defense that I already knew going into the next season. So I just didn't like, you know, going back and forth like that. Uh, lucky for me, though. My kids, they weren't old enough to be in school. So I didn't have to, you know, yank them out of school or put them in school in Jacksonville and take them out and put them somewhere in Dallas. So they were able to just hop on with me. So that was a lucky part. But overall, I just ah, I hated going back and forth. If you're able to stick with one organization, you know, for your entirety of your career, you're lucky because there's only a few of them that are able to do that. Um, because going back and forth, that that ain't it. That ain't it. And I, I just didn't have a good time with it. Yeah, same here. I mean, uh, when you think about Chicago and you think about – being able to go back and enjoy what Chicago has to offer. 
Chicago practices in Lake Forest, Illinois. They don't practice in the actual city of Chicago, right? So not only are you having to leave where I was at Houston at the time and fly to Chicago, leave leave my now wife uh, and family, I would have to go to Lake Forest, which is essentially a re- retirement community. So it's nothing out there. It's, <laughs> it's a grocery store out there. I think it's a, a – I won't even say Twin Peaks. I think it's like a – I don't know what it is. Nothing out there for you to do. Uh, so having to make that flight sucked mm. every time. Mm. Every time. It sucked every time. But, you know, once you get out there, of course, it's football. But, yeah, then it costs you a pretty penny, right? Because oh, yeah. you got to catch those flights. And if the if the wife want to come see you or the family want to come see you, now you got to spend an extra dime. It's it, it, it puts a lot on you. And that's one reason why we do the Players' Lounge right here, brought to you by Hotels.com. You guys give a perspective to fans that they don't normally see. But a lot of people are just thinking, you know, okay, yeah, you're a cowboy, you live here full time. No, that, mm-hmm. that's not the case for a lot, especially, I can't emphasize enough, especially the young guys. You know, we always want to think, everyone thinks, oh, everybody's making all these millions of dollars. You look at the Dax and the Zeeks and the Tyron Smiths of the world, and you believe that's how everybody is working and everybody's making it in the National Football League. That's just not true at all. So final day of OTAs are actually going on right now behind us. They were warming up as we were getting ready to start the show. The mandatory minicamp is next week. Head coach Mike McCarthy says it's going to be Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So mandatory. So these OTAs, these organized team activities, these were voluntary. Got to be there next week or you face a fine. So, Church, I'll start with you. Mm -hmm. What is it you get out of a mandatory minicamp that you're not getting out of the OTA? To me, I think the biggest difference is basically just time. Because in the OTAs, you're on a strict schedule. Because I think you only get you're only there for maybe you know two hours. You got a couple hours to, or a couple minutes to meet and everything like that before practice. But when you get to those mandatory mini camps, it's basically like a training camp practice. You're up early in the morning. You come in. You have your special teams meeting. Or you have breakfast first. Maybe get a lift in. Then you have your special teams meetings. Then you go and those special teams meetings are long. They're about 45 to an hour. Then you go and do your uh, team, your defense, and your offense. You guys meet as a group. You do that. Then you break off an individual. It's just meetings on top of meetings on top of meetings. And then you go out there and practice. And the practices are longer as well. I think they're about two and a half hours, so they're a little bit longer than your regular OTA practice. So you got all that. And then usually when you're done with OTAs, you might go get a lift in, or you might just go home after that. It's over. OTAs, it's a wrap after that. You might get a hot tub in or a sauna or something like that to get your body right, but it's over. But mandatory minicamp? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> you get, you, got, you got your lunch break right there. Then you're coming back to do some more meetings. Now you'll either watch the tape from practice or you'll go break down something else, but you're watching meetings with either your position group or as a whole defense or as a whole offense. So that time, it gets a lot longer when you're going through your mandatory mini camps as opposed to your OTAs because you got to be there. And a team can find you if you're not there. So to me, the biggest difference is just that time because you're there for a much longer time. It's like your regular season practice, like your training camp practice. Yeah, and to piggyback off what, what Church said, I think it's – I want to call it a dress rehearsal for for how training camp is going to go. But when you have guys that have come from other teams or you have young guys coming in, they actually get a visual and an example of what training camp is going to be like because essentially this uh, mandatory uh, mini camp is the last time that they will see you before you actually go mm-hmm. step on to the field in Oxnard and have to know this schedule and know that you're going to be busy from 7 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. So it's really them letting you know, like, this is what to expect the next time we see you. So go ahead and get ready. The days are going to be long. They're going to be full, and it's going to be football 24 hours a day. And you uh, and, and in the practices, like, you're going you, – you get all the periods. You get the seven-on-sevens, the, the teams, the team runs, the team passes, the, the two-minute drills. And usually in OTAs, you know, one day you'll do a team team drill here. The next day you might do a seven on seven here, and then you might do a two minute drill the last day of that of that week for OTAs. But for minicamp, each day you're doing the full experience. Everything that's going to happen in training camp, you're going to see in minicamp. So, like like Danny said, you know, the rookies they're going to get a lot. They're going to get introduced to how the speed of the game really is when you get to training camp. Players Lounge brought to you by Hotels.com in our SWBC Mortgage Studios here at the Star in Frisco. So, Danny, Mike McCarthy said yesterday to the media they've been working on installs, and he'll finish the installs next week. So. So explain to our fan base what install means for offense, defense, and special teams. Yeah, so so I'll just speak to it from defense because that's where I came from, and, and special teams is kind of the same. So each year is kind of like uh, wash, rinse, and repeat. Right, so because you, you have new people coming in, uh, you have new stuff that you want to put in your playbook, or you might have new coaches that that need to figure out how this stuff is going to work. So each year you come in and you start with the very basics of your uh, of your defense, and you put that in cover one, 
cover two, cover three, and you and you hammer that home just to make sure that everybody has that because if you aren't able to run those type of defenses, as we saw last year, then you aren't able to put in your blitzes or, or your, your zero coverages. You aren't able to add on to what you what you want to do. So you start with the bases, cover one, cover two, cover three, and every day you add on something else. So when you're installing, you're going football 101 next day, football 102 next day, football 103. And the plan is that once once you're done with training camp, you have everything installed so you have so many things that you could pick from when, when the game actually comes on. Yeah, and it's like – and like you said, you know, from the first day, it's, de- it's, it's just cover one. This is your simple rules. You got this dude man-to-man. Cover three, let's go over your basic rules for cover three. Strong safety, you got curl flat. Uh, the other, the safety's in the middle of the field. Corners, you got the deep third. But as the as the days go on in camp, like you said, you put a little variable on each one. You know, if the offense comes out in two-by-two, we're going to check to this. If they come out in three-by-one, we want you to check to this. And that's basically how you go about your installs. Like Danny said, each day is just a little bit different variable to that main defense that – you know, cover one, cover two, or cover three. Each day after that is just a little bit different, a little bit of tweak here and there and adjustments to what the offense is so, doing. And then, and then by the end of it, you're calling the defense, and then you're, you're able to to adjust it on the fly, right? Because, oh, yeah. because the players are all on the same page, and they know so they can look to the coach, and the coach throws up a sign, and now you know exactly what to do. But before that happens, you're not able to do that. Okay, so you're a free agent out of LSU. You're a free agent out of Toledo. What was different about the Cowboys' defense for you and what you had to learn going through – your OTA and your mini camp before you got to your first training camp day. Man, for me it was everything was different because I uh, I played under Bo Pelini and we ran a lot of cover four, a lot of zone. And then when I got here and Wade Phillips was here, we were running man to man and we were passing off stuff. We we were figuring out figuring out a little bit of zone, but it was nothing like we did in college. So for me, it was like learning something entirely different. And then I was playing. Uh, dime at that time. So now I was trying to figure out how to line up in the linebacker position, you know, fill the A-gap and and fill the D-gap and also cover the tight end. So it was totally, totally new for me. Yeah, and for me, it was basically like the same with D-Mac. It was because in Toledo, it was just like, all right, you're playing man-to-man. Here's here's cover three. There's no, no, there's no little variance to it. There's no fire zone blitzes where you're blitzing. Usually, if you're blitzing, you're man-to-man behind it. But in the league and NFL, there's like fire zones where you're blitzing, but you're playing zone behind it. So, like, it's just like a match zone concept. And it was just very, very hard as a safety because you got to know your job, but as well, you got to be the quarterback back there. And you got to show that the coaches that, you know, you know what you're doing. You know how to check things here and there. You know how to play defenses. And as a rookie, when you're going out there with other bunch of rookies, I mean, it's like, <laughs> you know, you know you know what hits the fan because, you, you know, the offense is motion in here, motion in there. And as a rookie, your head's spinning because you're trying to figure out, all right, this is what I got to do. I got to make sure my job is hit at 100% in order to make this team. But if your other partners ain't doing their job, you're all going to look crazy. So you got to be, as a rookie safety especially, you got to be in tune to that playbook and in tune to what your job is as well as everybody else is, or you guys are all going to look crazy out there. So that was a hard part as a rookie, just knowing the playbook and being able to be a quarterback back well, there. Well, at safety too, you got to remember, like you said, that one motion, if you know, so if you know your job pre-snap, right, you see the, the formation, they come out in three by one. This is my job. Yep. Now, number three, most is across, and you have to switch jobs with the linebacker. So now if you don't know the linebacker's job, then you have no idea what's going on. So just one person moving on the field can change everything for a defense. So that's why you see a lot of miscommunication sometimes or you see blown coverages because one person may be off. They may not understand what they're doing or they're not on the same page with a simple motion or a check. And then you get somebody, you know, running behind the defense for a touchdown. And as a safety, you also got to know, because like you said, they're going to move you down the dime. Because that's where the, the league is going now. It's going to a pass offense. So they're going to bring as many skilled players or cover players as they can on the field. And with dime, you know, that's just a one linebacker and you got about five DBs out there. So as a safety, you not only got to worry about, you know, what you got as your responsibility on the deep end. But when you come to dime, you're a linebacker. So you got the run the run fits. And I, that that's what blew my mind as a, as a safety. was It wasn't really like calling plays back there. It was the run fits like if this guard pulls here you got to be able to check one uh, gap over make sure that guy over that linebacker on the strong side is going to hammer him so you got to be next in line to hammer it's just wild (laughs) it's a lot lot. because if you miss one hammer or you spill which meaning you spilled up you know the the running back goes further outside or if you hammer making them go inside if you mess that up you can mess the whole integrity of the defense up and then that and and on on Marinelli and all his you know all his uh, defensive film you can see like that's that's what happened to the defense that's who messed it up so it's a lot of pressure for a young cat out there for sure 
This is educational, man. That, that's why I love asking you guys a question about this, because these are the things that I want the folks who tune in to the show to have a little bit better understanding of. Because we talk about so much about just the, the overall things, but there's these little, little things mm-hmm. that matter. And my next question is, when you're confused, because obviously you say, hey, I don't know this. Who do you go to? Do you go to your position coach? If you're a linebacker, do you tap into somebody like Keanu Neal? You know, if you're a safety, do you go and you tap into somebody like KZ who knows Where do you go? If you're Micah Parsons, Jabril Cox, where do you go? You know, That's tough now for Micah Parsons. Are we Sean, talking about like right after the play? Yeah. Or are we talking about like, man, I'm throughout the practice? I, I, you know, practice is done. You know, you, but, you've soaked it all in. And, and then that other part with a guy like Parsons, you, you know, I would say you'd ask Neil, but these are people's jobs you're trying to take. Yeah. <laughs> How does yeah. that work? It, well, yeah, if it's Parsons, you know, usually you go ask Sean Lee. Um, so, yeah. so they have to figure out who that person is, if it's going to be LVE or Jalen Smith. But I would start with asking one of the veterans to show me how they study tape and how they remember. And then if that doesn't work, then you got to go to your position coach because he has to know that you're not picking it up as fast as you can. So he's not putting you in situations uh, that he thinks you sh- that you should be successful in and you're not because he has no idea you, you're not picking up on, on, on what he's trying to teach. So you got to let everybody know so they can all help you. If you don't, like I said, you, you know, that's your job on the line. So And, and, that's, the, and that's the biggest thing that the, the young rookies make is a mistake is they go out there thinking, all right, if I, if I, sh- if the, if I don't know what I'm doing, you know, and the coaches, they see that I don't know what I'm doing. I'm like, man, it's a, it's a struggle. It's going to be a whole bust. Right. But you don't want to go and tell your coach because then you think, oh, man, he's going to think I'm not, you know, not studying or I'm not in my playbook like that. And then, like you said, the veterans out here, I mean, they're fighting for their jobs as well. So, I mean, you're going to tell them how to go, but are you going to give them all the ins and outs of the, of the situation? I don't know. I mean, as, as a me, as a veteran, I wouldn't, Look but up. that's just me. See, so, that's crazy. <laughs> that's just because me. Church has some great veterans that he was able to learn from that didn't take it. They were like, hey, man, listen, if you want to know how to do it, then we'll teach you how to do it. And if you mess it up and we think that the play call is wrong, we're going to have your back for it. So I don't know. But see, I know why they did that, because they didn't think I was a threat. That's oh. why they, was, they was like, you I'm still gonna give Gerald Sister Ball his credit because he helped me out more than more than he ever would, would know. And I'm not sure if he had the same thing with church, but as he far did. as him being a leader in that uh, DB locker room, he did as much as he could to make make sure that we were Team building. I will say that. <laughs> and, I will say and he that. had yeah. our backs when he when he thought something was wrong. He would step up and let the coaches know, hey, man, that's not right. You're not putting them in the he right did. position to be successful. That's he a great did. Tar Heels dude, baby. That's a great Tar Heels dude. <laughs> okay. He was definitely a good leader. Yeah. I give him that. He was. Let, he let, was. Let's hit a break here. Um, all right. When we come back. What offensive and defensive players need to step up for the Cowboys? Ooh. And what are some of the top position battles that you're going to be looking for as the Cowboys get ready for training camp next month? in Oxnard Cross Fingers, Oxnard, California, Splash Lounge, right here on DallasCowboys.com radio. How great would it be to travel to watch the Cowboys win on another team's turf? Pretty great. But honestly, just watching the game from anywhere but your house would be fun. Even a hotel bar with some guy named Phil from St. Louis who thinks Oakland still has a team. So whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, Book a place to stay on Hotels.com. Proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. At Smoothie King, we are blending goodness to fuel your greatness. Every blend is crafted to help you achieve your health and fitness goals. Smoothie King uses only whole fruits and organic veggies. You'll never find sugary syrups or artificial flavors, colors, or preservatives. And unlike some other smoothie places, there are zero grams of added sugar in many of our blends. Smoothie King is proud to be the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. Place your order in the app or online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. The Cowboys way. Where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. 
That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Back to the Players' Lounge. Dallas Cowboys football and Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders dance youth camps are back this summer for athletes and dancers of all skill levels. Two- and three-day camps are available with new dates added at AT&T Stadium and the Star in Frisco. Spots are limited. Register today at DallasCowboys.com slash academy. All right. That is Danny McCray, former Dallas Cowboys safety. Barry Church, former Dallas Cowboys safety. I'm Newey Scruggs. Just a Cowboys reporter. Emmy, Emmy winner. And this is the Players Lounge brought to you by Hotels.com. All right. They are on the practice field right now here at the Star in Frisco. And it's the final voluntary mandatory OTA. <laughs> voluntary so make sure, mandatory. Make sure you understand yeah. all day long. It says voluntary, but you getting side eyes if you are not there. You in a dog Side house. eyes. Okay. If, you, if you ain't high enough on the roster, you're not getting no eyes. <laughs> <laughs> you be at home. Hey, hey, hey mail that, mail that yeah, iPad back over about, here. Yeah, don't, don't even come back, players. Matter, we, got, we got somebody else for you. <laughs> you know, and I'm not comparing myself at all to a pro player, but even when I was in high school, it felt like the offseason non-mandatory. It felt mandatory because you have people are looking at you. They're your teammate, where are you at? And I remember the coaches asking, hey, where's so-and-so at? Mm-hmm. So you all need to call him. Like, Man, I'm working my summer job here. I'm trying to get paid. Like, what, what, do you mean? what do you mean? Where am I? Summer job. Summer, right, right. The coaches nah. should be like, I mean, this is high school. Like, I, you know, I'm, I, nobody was recruiting me. I, I quickly found out when I went to Appalachian State, I was there on a debate camp. So I decided to swing by the football office. <laughs> Yes. Hey, hey. It's you me. Know? It's Scruggs. me. <laughs> <laughs> you know your late call lately. You know? Somebody missed a letter. Yeah. But anyway, I just want to. Now, you know, you know? Yeah, my mom, she be tying up the line. I know y'all probably called it was busy. <laughs> and, it's and me. I, 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 I think it was Stan Hickson. I want to say it was Brother Stan Hickson. He says, you know, what position you play? Lineman, linebacker? Okay. How tall are you folks? Said, uh, Dad, Dad's about 5'8", Mom's 5 foot. He looked at me and said, so you about done growing. <laughs> Which was his kind way of saying, thank you, uh, no. It's a wrap. Debate, so, debate hall's that way. Yeah, <laughs> you, know, you know what? I showed up and walked myself right on back down and said, this is the path. <laughs> that was oh, a heck oh, of a combo. Say, what they say in the Mandalorian, this is the way. This is the way. Yes, exactly. The speech and debate, that, 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 that was the way. And the other thing I noticed at Appalachia State was that the only black folks that I saw that summer were involved in athletics. Mm. <laughs> well, well. <laughs> the school in the mountains that Dexter Coakley ended up going to. But, and they're but, actually pretty good, though. Uh, oh, they oh look, they look, look, pretty they, good. They look, 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 man, they, they, they are a powerhouse. They um, gave it to Michigan. They and, did. And, and this was years before that, but uh, yeah, it was it was very it was very, and that was when I've told myself too, you know, hey, where, where are you at? Uh, I'm I'm doing what I need to do. I'll I'll see you all at uh, mandatory in August. <laughs> I'm not going those, no because no, they you know they tried to lie to us in high school about scholarship. Ain't nobody recruit me. <laughs> what no scholars in the stands no, for them summer workouts? No, right? nobody. Well, nobody had, no, I was a center. Ain't nobody recruit me to play center nowhere. Too slow to be a linebacker at the next level. Uh, but they were trying to sit up here and feed us these hot these lies. You got to buy in, Louie. You got to buy in. And you know what this thing is now? Is they telling these they telling bigger lies today to these kids. Like, what are we doing? Mm. Stop stop this. These kids ain't going nowhere. Well, now they say I can get you to leave. I can get you to leave. I can get you, I get you all that. I send guys to the league. There, there's this one, and I'm not going to name this place, but so there's a little, right in my neighborhood, there's somebody opened up one of these little gyms. What, what, what neighborhood is it? I, I'll tell you out there. The name of the gym. <laughs> all right. Okay. And, and, and the name of it is good, okay? It's a catchy name. And I see all these kids in here working out, these, you know, these, these junior high kids, and I'm just laughing. I'm like, man, all they've done is taken daddy's disposable income and him thinking that Junior and his daughter are going to be D1 after and you be- Wasting your cash, mm. but it's a racket now, man. And people are making their money off of it. Sure, That's me true. And you should, bro, we should get it. We should. We should. Get we can get you to the league. We're easy. Free easy. agent. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> if you're a free agent, you come holler at us. We we show you the path. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we show you the path. All right. Top position battles <laughs> going into training camp. I'll start with you. Church. You gonna start with me? I right, start so with you. What, what, what are you looking? I got for? my eye on one battle. One battle. I think. 
that's going to take control of the whole of, of all the other battles. Like, look, this is the one that's going to be it. And that's that tight end position. You got Blake Jarwin coming back from an ACL. He's under contract. We paid him a bunch of money. He got hurt. Unfortunately, got hurt. But he's coming back. He's supposed to be this mismatch nightmare. He's supposed to be the guy. We haven't had a guy threaten the scenes like this guy's supposed to be able to and who knows how long. Maybe since Jay Novacek because Witten wasn't threatening those scenes. But this is a guy right here who's Dax already said is the most athletic guy on the team. He's supposed to be a mismatch nightmare against linebackers, corners, safeties, whoever you want to throw out there on him. He can beat them on one-on-ones, and I think he can add a, a different dimension to this offense. But you also got Dalton Schultz over there, who, in my opinion, he, he had kind of a breakout year last year for him, for himself. You know, he came in there. Nobody expected pretty much anything from him. You know, oh, man, we lost Dalton or Blake Jarwin. What are we going to do now? No, you didn't expect I that. didn't. You're right. You're right. You're <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, put your name. Put your name. Yeah. Yeah. I knew one of y'all was going to say I'm just, something. I'm just saying. I know. didn't expect anything okay. from Dalton Schultz, but he came through, and he, and he proved me wrong. He went out there. He was able to win his one-on-ones versus linebackers, safeties, had a couple touchdowns, and he was good after the catch, a lot better than I thought he would be after the catch. He had a little bit of speed there. So me, for me, that's going to be an interesting decision there because I don't see with all these receivers, I see them being in 11 personnel a lot. And that means there's just going to be one tight end on the field. It's going to be interesting how they're going to divvy up the plays here. But, you know, I don't see Dalton Schultz just giving his job to Jarwin. So to me, that's going to be one of the biggest battles coming up here in this camp. Yeah, well, we all I think we can all agree that the, the linebacker position is uh is is going to be one. So I'm mm, not even going to mention it's gonna that be one. Deep. It's gonna but be I deep. think the uh, the actual the the, the cornerbacks. Mm. I think the the nickel and the in the right corner spot. I think that's going to be a battle to watch. So you got between, going in there because I we haven't really seen Kelvin Joseph, but I think the man can play. Mm-hmm. All right, I think he can play. We'll be able to see it, and the coaches are going to want to see if he's able to play. Okay. So you got Anthony Brown and you got Jordan Lewis. So you got three guys for two spots. So. We got to see which one of those rise to the top, and they're able to take over that uh, right cornerback position, and who's going to be uh, be the slot. One of those guys are going to be missing out. I got a question, and and I know y'all just a little bit off subject. Y'all saw the catch yesterday from CD Land. I'm, I'm, yes. I'm sure y'all saw the catch. Yeah. That's my problem with the nickel body types that we have with the Cowboys. And that was Anthony Brown on them, and, and CD Lamb's not Megatron. He's not nowhere near DK Metcalf. Nothing, and he went up and rised above him, got the ball easily, and kind of shielded him off. That's my problem with the with the body types we have at corner here outside of digs. We don't have any height. We don't have any size. We might be able to defend all that quick stuff underneath, but when it goes deep, I'm concerned about it. But you know, we'll get back to the training camp. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's that's going to be a battle. It's going to yeah. be a battle to see if 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 Quinn has those guys who can make those plays. They obviously believe in them some some type that's of way. True. They see yeah. something. They see something. So you know, with his experience and and having those corners and being able to bring guys in that that can make those plays. You know, I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt because you know I, I'm all in on Quinn. So uh, nah. I think I think that I think Top that 10. I think that that cornerback position because I think Diggs has that his position locked up. But I think those other three guys, it, that's gonna be a battle to pay okay, attention man. to. When you bring that up, the first thing comes in my head: look, the schedule, boom, Tampa Bay, Mike Evans, big Godwin, big receivers, <laughs> and I'm just sitting there thinking, I'm like, man, you know, I. I'm not going to say these guys can't do it because, you know, I've seen, you know, smaller corners still go out there and be dogs out there on the, on the outside. But it's – I mean, we got a lot of corners with that same body type. It's going to be difficult. All right. For me, I'm going to go right to what I thought the essence of the whole 2020 Dallas Cowboys problem was last year. Run game, mm-hmm. defensively. They okay. were 31st against the run. They were basically last until that last month of the season where they got to play some dogs and ended up getting bumped up to 31. So for me – I got to look at these defensive tackles. Okay. Who is going to stop the run? What's one way you can help your defensive backs? Put some pressure. This is true. You know, as Warren Sapp used to say, and I, and I, I just keep saying it again and again. The back don't work without the front. If you want to help your defensive backs, figure out how to get better up front. So, you know, Quentin Bohannon, the big boy from uh, Kentucky. Kentucky yeah. You know, the, the, what 340, 350. Big boy, big boy, right there up the middle. So you got him, Nevin Gallimore, Justin Hamilton, Tristan Hill, um, kid from UCLA, Osa. You know, these are the guys I'm going to be looking at to say, what can you do to help stop the run? Once again, you start looking out here at these teams as you get ready to play here. There are some folks that are going to come out here and try and run the football. When you see Tampa Bay, okay, Fournette out there. Mm-hmm. Um, no, no, got, no, don't forget about uh, the actual starter for Tampa Bay, Ronald Jones. Ronald yeah, Jones, because he's, he's a local, dog. Yeah. <laughs> a local kid, Ronald Jones. So you've got him. Um, you got the Chargers. You got Philadelphia with the uh, the, the Miles with Sanders. You got oh, Sanders. Sanders. You got Run CMC. 
Um, you, you you got Saquon twice. Uh, Minnesota's got Dalvin Cook. Um, it's all what Gibson did to us. You know, Washington's running back. Uh. Right. So, so I mean, you, you look on the schedule here, man, there, there's there's some running backs coming your way. Mm-hmm. So, for me, this run defense, you've got to stop it. And too many times what we saw, this defense was on the field so long. This is true. And they were just worn down. And, and I know it's popular to try to talk about, you know, the, the, was it 24, 34 touchdown passes they gave up last year uh, from the defensive backfield standpoint. But if you're not putting any pressure, and if it's just easy to run, then it's going to be tough for the Cowboys. And then you take these long drives, defenses out there. So now you're coming back, you're asking Dak Prescott in the offense, not only to score, but to score quickly. Mm-hmm. So for me, the defensive tackles are going to be where I'm looking at. Okay. Who's going to step up and try to stop the run? Tristan Hill's coming off of ACL, you guys know um, these are. We assume they're going to be right back, and this is nothing against uh, to, to, to look at the training staff. But everybody's body is just different. Everybody's body responds differently, and to be in a car wreck up front like that. Um, let's see where Tristan Hill is. I just don't think everybody should just assume he's going to come back and be where he was last year. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, where was he last year? I'm just saying when you when you say that, where, where are we? What are we expecting him to get to? It, like he, the he was a starter. He was a starter last year. Well, I mean, so, so uh, speaking of like what the defensive linemen was were last year, well, and what our D line was. Yes, I'm saying they, so. They, they, they weren't good. So because I'm gonna ask Church, is Neville Gallimore going to be a starter? Yes. Once we get to week one, yeah, he'll season. be he'll be a starter. He needs to take that 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 next jump, which I think he can. I think he was on the way last year. As the season progressed, he seemed to get better and better, um, and he was able to kind of keep those linemen off of our linebackers for the most part when they were talking about on his side. And he's able to you know create a kind of a push right there. We know he's good against the run. Um, the thing I think he just needs to tweak a little bit is able to get more pass rush to his to his arsenal. If he's able to do that, I think he can be a okay. you know a, an upgrade at the defensive tackle. So stay right there because okay. that was another thing we spoke about is is you know, what offensive and defensive players must step up. And for me, when I look defensively, Nevin Gallimore's that guy. Because yeah. I'm already talking about, they've got to get better up front. And Gallimore's the guy that I'm going to look to, um, you know, last year's third round pick to say, this is a player that needs to take another step up and can help this defense. If he can do that, then you have Leighton Vanderesh, uh, Jalen Smith, Micah Parsons, Jabril Cox being able to operate differently. I mean, last year, I mean, as much as people have gotten all the linebackers, let's be honest. Man, you had guards and centers running up on these dudes. 300-pound boys up there on you. Quick. Quick. One of the things about Ray Lewis, when you you wanted to beat the Ravens, if you could get second-level guys on him, then you could take him out. Right. Because Ray's not – he, he mm-hmm. wasn't the biggest guy yeah. for a linebacker. So if you could get your second level you – know, get, get him second level with your offensive lineman, then you were able to, to to really kind of affect what they were trying to do. That's why they had Tony Saragusa and Sam Adams, those big guys mm-hmm. up there, to let Ray operate. The Cowboys didn't have that. So as, as people beat up the linebackers last year for poor play, also give them the benefit of the doubt from the standpoint and understand they ain't getting any help. Yeah, they in, the, in the run game. In the, right, yeah, in the, the, the pass game is some, some different. Correct, yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. In the run game. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and what did we see? Because this is like the Cleveland game. And Washington, we just going to beat you. And people are setting career highs. Mm, every yeah. week. You know, <laughs> This guy's having a career day. Like, what? Start him on your fantasy team. They're playing against playing, Dallas. It was rough. Uh, that it was, was a rough one. Sure, yeah, start him on your fantasy team. You know what? You start, <laughs> if you had the running back, start him. And if you had the top receiver, start, start him. That Terry McLaurin. Let me go ahead. Oh, Cowboys this week. Pistol him in the line. It was rough. It was rough. But that's what that line they got to do this year. I think they got to they got to take advantage of their one-on-one opportunities. I mean, last year there was too many times where they were just stalemated on a one-on-one block and the quarterback had all day back there to pick apart our defense. Uh, I'm not saying our secondary is the greatest, you know, we, we we've seen that, but uh, we got to give them some type of chance. Help. So, a little bit of help and you got D-Law. He's he's getting double teamed. He's going to get chips. He's going to get hit by the linebacker. The running back's going to be focused on him coming through. So, these other guys, Gallimore, Tristan Hill, whoever steps up um in outside of a uh, of, uh, of Gallimore over there in the other defensive tackle spot, and then Randy Gregory, they got to take advantage of their one-on-ones just to give a little bit of help to that secondary. So, McCray, Gallimore was a wide defensive player who needs to step up. What about you? <laughs> it's it's going to sound crazy, but uh, I'm going to say Jalen Smith. I think Jalen Smith, with the number change and all the hype around him and all the negativity around him, That's true. I think if he steps up to play how he did two years ago when him and LVE were looking at looked at as being – one of the one of the top linebacking cores in the league. If he steps up to play that way and they're able to use him 
you know, to rush off the edge every once in a while, you know, run sideline to sideline and make those type of tackles, I think they'll be okay. He needs to step up because he changed his number. Yeah, there's <laughs> a lot of pressure on yeah, him. He put you know, some I, pressure on himself. Yeah, I, for sure. I, I, I want I want the man to do good, so I'm I'm going to give him that. He needs to step up and play like the guy that he he says he is. Yeah. Watch the film. That's true. That's true. And for me, defensively, I'm I'm gonna go with you this on this new. Year. I think I'm gonna go on the defensive line as well. But I'm gonna go Randy Gregory on this one because I think this guy can have a breakout year, and I can I think he can be one of those premier defensive players, especially if he's out opposite um, Tank Lawrence. If he's able to get those one on ones and start beating these one on ones on a consistent basis, I think this guy can be a havoc throughout the league. I mean, we saw. Throughout the last couple weeks of the season, I mean, he he had you know three forced fumbles in one game. The guy was causing havoc in the run and the pass. He has that type of ability to bend and get around offensive tackles. That's unique, and he has speed as well to get off the edge. So I just think this guy is a freak athletically, and I think he can he can benefit off of playing opposite Demarcus Lawrence. And he can he can if he can step up. He can be one of these premier I, guys. I know what Newey wanted. He wanted to hear. What he he want? wanted to hear Tank Lawrence. No, but uh, <laughs> no, that wasn't that. No. What that was. You know, it's not like he he was not healthy last year. We all know the year he had the, the, the year before. So I'm just going to say the man's going to be healthy. So I'm going to leave him off my list as okay. as uh, Tank people did. I, I gave you mine. I gave you mine because so, at the end of the day. His play is 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 it's been adequate. He's yeah, not yeah, a blue chip absolutely. player, but his yeah. play's been adequate. Absolutely, the play at the defensive tackle spot has been inadequate. I mean, this was below average. It was bad. Last this year. was bad. And if Tank if Tank has a Pro Bowl year, it won't matter because they just go run up the middle. Mm-hmm. And and so so that's why he's not on my list. Now, what about offense? Okay, offensive player who must. Go ahead and step up for you. Tyron Smith. Yeah. And I'm with you. Yeah, 100%. I'm, I'm with you. We're all in agreement. We're all in agreement. Okay. 100%. 100%. Not only does he need to be healthy, <laughs> okay. he needs to, to turn back the hands of time at least okay. three to four years to where people feared him. Where that punch, when you came off his side, was like, if he get his hand on me, he, he's done. You know, we saw a lot of uh, mental errors coming out of Tyron Smith, a lot mm-hmm. of holding calls, you know, some, some things that you don't usually see from him. So I think if, if he's able to tidy some of that stuff up and he's able to stay healthy, I think we got a real, real, real shot of our offensive line. But if not, you know, you know what I think. Uh, <laughs> uh, look, you know, it, it's Tyron number one, and, and then one A is is, is our, our guy Lel Collins. You, you, the, these offensive linemen have to be back. Here's what uh, Tyron Smith ended up saying: um, "Quote, honestly, feeling great. Finally got the neck fixed, and I think that kind of connected to everything with the back. I'm glad I finally got it fixed after all these years. So Tyron's been plagued with injuries since 2016, but last year." Um, um, you know that ne- that neck surgery cost him 14 football games. So we're all in agreement right there. Our our, our cowboy player on offense that must step up is Tyron. Smith. That's the type of statement right there to get you in trouble though. Because uh-huh. all of a sudden you now you finally got it fixed. All right. Now so what? You know I'm not even going to. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to. It's 2011. This is 2011. I hope the man stay healthy, but you know. I'm no, I'm no dummy when it comes to uh, when, injuries, when people start to injuries have these type age. of injuries, age and the position that you're playing. It's, it's really, really tough to avoid having those same type of injuries again. Okay. So. Um, Uh-oh. Got to take a break. Got to take a break. I, I want to get into – well, the NBA is a different sport. I want to compare just a leadership standpoint from the NBA. Can you compare this to the National Football League? Because mm. you guys play, so I just want to get your thoughts on that. Uh, also, we raised the question in our topic discussion of should we trade a particular player? Mm. So let's dive into that next. It's Barry Church. That's Danny McCray at Newey Scruggs. This is the Players' Lounge on DallasCowboys.com radio. There's nothing as unique as our eyes which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Grisol for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. At Smoothie King, we are blending goodness to fuel your greatness. Every blend is crafted to help you achieve your health and fitness goals. 
Smoothie King uses only whole fruits and organic veggies. You'll never find sugary syrups or artificial flavors, colors, or preservatives. And unlike some other smoothie places, there are zero grams of added sugar in many of our blends. Smoothie King is proud to be the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. Place your order in the app or online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. It's game day. You know what that means. First, kebab prep. Steak, pepper, onion, steak, pepper, onion. Next, a counterclockwise lap around the room. Now, the lucky grease-stained jersey goes on. And lastly, the dance. You know the one. This is a game day ritual no matter where you are. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com and keep the tradition alive and well. Hotels.com, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Back to the Players' Lounge. Things are heating up for Cowboys Nation at the Pro Shop. We've got new arrivals, restocked items from Nike, New Era, Tommy Hilfinger, DKNY, and more. Pair some football fashion with your spring and summer fun when you gear up at your local Dallas Cowboys Pro Shop or log on to shop.dallascowboys.com. Nui Scruggs, longtime Cowboys reporter, joined by two former Dallas Cowboys safeties. They were free agents who made the team. Danny McCray out of LSU, Barry Church out of Toledo. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Go Rockets, baby. Go Rockets. Now nah, nah, he like Toledo. <laughs> they sent me a goodie bag. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> my, you talking about flip-flop. Uh, I, I'm not mad at him. I'm not mad at him. glad to see the family. Rockets, I'm glad to see the family got back. Rockets, Rockets, baby. What type of goodies is Toledo Then you come out here with that. When you when you describe what's in a Toledo look, goodie bag, look, yeah, like what what's look, in we there? We ain't got the bread of the SEC or the <laughs> Big Ten and all well, that. So gotta, I just want to know what's in there. They made you don't worry about what we got. It's some shorts, tees. It changed his whole perception because he ain't eating. No, 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 no. He tried to play me at first. So I want to know, know what they put in. Was a stack of money or something? They give you something to change your mind? Like what was it? This ain't LSU. This ain't LSU. I'm just asking what the goodie bag. We got players coming back, you know, just dropping stacks on the field. We ain't got that going on there. You should be that guy, bro. You supposed to be the guy at the Toledo game, at the at the at the bowl game. Stop that, bro. Stop that. We know what Shad Khan did for you. Well, we can Google Shout out to Shad Khan. Google him. Let me hold something. See, though, side note, though, they're trying to redo the whole downtown Jacksonville, man. They got a whole new thing. Urban Meyer. I'm back. Yeah, man. They're going to win you back? Nah. It don't matter. They can put a billion dollars into that. I ain't going to. You'll never see anything on my flight itinerary that says Jacksonville, Florida. Shout out to Shadow for helping your boy out, though, you know. So yes, sir. <laughs> we were preparing for the show, and on the show notes, the topic came up of trading linebacker Leighton Vanderesh. Church, mm. I will start with you on this topic. Mm. If you're asking me right now, like specifically, you know, this moment in time right now, I'm gonna say no, but only because I don't know what I have in the youngsters. If if Parsons goes out there in training camp, once we get these pads on preseason, he's out there popping and he he has a kind of has a control of the defense as far as he knows what his responsibility is. He can make checks and that and all that other stuff. And then Cots is able to come in here and do what he does. He's able to show up in the run game, not only against the coverage, but in the run game as well. Yeah, I would have no problem with it. You know, I would say, hey, you know what, hey, you know, we appreciate your service, but we're gonna let you go this other place, you know, get some picks for him, something, because that's the only thing to me that's that's holding it back is they don't know what they have in Parsons and in Cox and all the young linebackers. Because if you go that route, one, it's a cheaper route, because you're gonna have to if you if you if you bring uh Vanderash back I and mean, you're gonna have to pay him a new contract, whatever, it's a cheaper route, and it's a healthier route. I mean, we've seen Parsons. He rarely missed at Penn State. LVE, nothing against him, but that, that rookie year, he was a beast. When he's healthy, he is a beast. I will give him that. But when's the last time he was healthy? I mean, he has you know neck, collarbone issues here and there. He, he's, he's just not been that same linebacker he was two years ago. So for me, as of right now, I wouldn't. 
But going forward, if Cox and if Parsons are the linebackers I think they can be, I would have no problem with it. No problem at all. So this is this is last year on his deal, right? They didn't pick up his fifth year Correct. Yep. at trade him. Yeah. Trade him, get something for him. If, if somebody is going to give you something mm. for LVE right now, I would trade them, get something for him. One, like you said, we are not sure if this dude is going to be healthy yeah. or not. So, essentially, you, you're losing for nothing, and he might not even play this year. Exactly. Um, and then you do got some young guys who you want to get get, get some uh, pictures of. So, if, you, if you're really going to buy into Jalen Smith, get LVE out of here. Let it be Parsons and let it be uh, Jalen Smith who are going to be your starters in the nickel package. And then uh, – I'm going to assume that Cox can play because yeah, he went to LSU. So give him, give him, give him, give him, give him a shot, you know, to get out there. But un- unmuddy the linebacker room a little bit and get something for LVE because after this year, it's nothing. <laughs> you just you, you you're gonna, just gonna be paying him a lot, or you gonna lose him for so nothing. So if, if you have somebody willing to give up something that's worth it for LVE, absolutely trade him out of it. And I would trade him before, like you know, like if we see in training camp that they're doing work, these young cats, I would trade him before because if he goes out there and he starts balling yeah, out, you know, what I mean? stuck. Stuck. <laughs> like what are we gonna do now? It's week five, yeah, and my stuck. boy out there got 150 yeah. tackles or something. It's like, man, man, what are we gonna do now? So health, health as well. Okay. Don't say health as well to the well, league, bro. Man. And when you ain't got that, and you can you can get some for and send that hurt person on somewhere else, yeah, do let, what you got to do. Let me quote Lee Corso. Oh, here we go. Not so fast, my friends. <laughs> Not so fast. I understand the thought process about the, the rookies and what you hope they could be. I'm going to go back to something that Barry pointed out to me that has stayed in my mind, and this was about the schedule. After the October 24th bye week, 11 straight Football games. It's a lot of weeks. J- okay. It's a lot J- of weeks. You know, Jabril Cox, he didn't play 11 games last year. Nobody mm-hmm. in college football played 11 games last year. Michael Parsons didn't, didn't play last play. year. So I'm looking and, sit to, and we're talking about now a 17-game regular season here. Give me some depth. If this Cowboy team is going to be what many people think they are, that this is a team that could win the East – I would want to have a veteran in Leighton Vanderesh who is playing for his football career here. Who, so he will actually be playing in your ideal situation. Yeah, like, what if so he's going to be healthy. Playing him? What if they're out playing? Yeah. What, what do you do with you? like he's on the bench? Okay. This this is a, this is a very good question. If it gets to the point that a Micah Parsons is out playing him and and Cox and you're putting these guys out on the football field. It, with the way and you talk about a 17 game regular season and he's still a a decent serviceable player. Trade deadline, I got to imagine there are going to be some people out there who would need a linebacker. Mm-hmm. Or if you keep him and he ends up signing a contract and you get a comp pick for him, I'll take a comp pick. But I, if I'm if I'm Dan Quinn and Mike McCarthy, I want a veteran football player who is playing for his life. And Jalen Smith is in the same position. They are playing for their football lives here. You guys can tell can speak to this more so mm-hmm. than me. Aren't guys a little bit better when they're playing for that money? Yeah, but yeah. It's, it's not his skill that worries us, though. Of course. It's the health. It's the it's health, the, the health. Oh, he can, I, he yeah. can play as hard as he wants okay. to. And but I, if he's hurt, okay. that has nothing to do and with I, how bad he okay. wants to make, I, make it to his next country. A, a guy who got so salty every time we asked him about his health was DeMarco Murray. And even his last year, remember he hurt his hand. Yeah. Kept on, ball, kept on balling. Kept on balling. He hurt his neck. In a final year. You're right. He hurt his neck. He wasn't out trying to have you know, the, the injuries that Layton has had as a, as a linebacker are much different than what DeMarco was and, facing when he was in his final I'm year. I'm not contract. going to disagree with you, but I'm merely coming back to the fact that your livelihood, your career is on the line here. You are now playing for 31 other NFL teams. So I think. Whether you hurt, whether you go, it's going to be. You know, you're going to go out here and lay it down on the line. You guys know because you've seen. Yeah, it. But but we so, but listen. But we've never had a doubt that LVE was going to lay it out on the line when he mm-hmm. wasn't playing for his, for life for his life on the line last year. When but we you were just we just had a chance to play in the playoffs. The man came back from injury. We said he should sit out for the rest of the season. The man came back out there after having it was it was another neck injury. Name was a collarbone. 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 I'm not trading. I'm not trading. The man That's, broke. You ain't going to trade him. No. I, no. But, but, didn't they say P- Pittsburgh is interested in him? But you got to. Risk. I, I think I read that somewhere. Pittsburgh, maybe. Let him risk of losing him for him nothing, get, though. Let him get out of here. Can I tell you? Let him get out of here. Comp pick. So, well, yeah, that's comp, true. Comp but what if he's not even like? I, 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 when I hear this, and this is something, man, I told you the other day. 
these whole rumors and somebody's interested. Bait. I mean, yeah, man, somebody's yeah. doing, well, what, they interested in giving up a one for Julio Jones. If somebody's interested in giving up a one for Julio that, Jones, yeah. you better believe Listen. the GM would have made them. Take him sold. Somebody will take Lane and, 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 then, and take him at what? Hey, here's a six. You ain't gonna, what, 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 yeah, we'll, we'll take a six. We'll take a six. What if they, if, I don't know about a no. six. I don't know about no. a six. I, I'll take a six. If, okay. The man, the man got a bad neck and a bad collarbone. Okay. Now, uh, he played Mike if, Linebacker. And if, <laughs> well, he's going to play about? Mike Linebacker. Here. So if I'm Dan Quinn, you know why I want to keep him? Because I'm trying to get myself another head coaching job. If you have Jerry Jones and Steven, you want to try to keep him? I'm trying to get to the playoffs. I'm trying to have I'm trying to have as many good football players in a 17 game season as possible. So I'm going to roll with Leighton Van Der Esch. Let, let me tell you something. I, I know for a fact that Dan Quinn in his career has played with I mean some coach some guys who are still out there, some linebackers who still had an ability to come in and play and know his system if LVE is not here. So I don't think Dan Quinn is is lacking for people that he has on his waiting list say, hey man, hey, we need you to come just provide us with some depth. If these young guys aren't able to make it past week twelve and we just need somebody to fill in, because that's what you're saying about LVE. He possibly be sitting on the sideline or being one of them guys who you just waiting waiting for with what's it, street clothes. Street, oh. call street club. So would you would you give him up now? Not knowing what the young boys can do no. with pads on. See, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm on that cat. I'm like I, I don't think I'd trade him right now. Well, I think both of y'all know how I feel about these injuries. Okay, <laughs> I feel the same way about Tyron Smith okay. and his neck and his back as I do about LVE. The same way we felt last year, and we was like, man, this dude got a bad neck. That's yeah. something that you just barely you, you don't really come back from. If you and if you do, you're not going to be the same. But we notice. But you know, we want depth. So let's keep <laughs> LVE on there. And the next time he be in the training so, room talking I, about my other collarbone, bro, then I'm I'm gonna look y'all. In your eyes, so you know what? I'm, I'm we could have had a six. <laughs> I, I'm going to be I'm going to be very interested to see how these rookies in a 17 game schedule make the adaptation to the National Football League because they didn't play a full season last year. And in the case of some players who sat out or didn't play, like a Micah Parsons, or you had Joseph who decided from Kentucky who decided yeah. to sit out his final two games. This is gonna be taxing. Do we have Absolutely. the Hall of Fame game this year? Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, so I ain't gonna lie. It's gonna August be a, it's 5th. gonna be it's gonna be brutal for these for the rookie. Because remember, we came in our rookie year, we had the Hall of Fame game, which was that means you have five preseason games. And as a rookie, you're gonna play in all of them. I mean, you might not play as much in that third, like, you know, warm up game, but you're gonna play at least a half. So well, they got well, they cut one though, right? It's four now. It's, oh, it's four. It's four. It's four. That's still a healthy. So, 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 that's so, a so, healthy. So, so they'll be playing their normal, their four, normal all four, preseason. All four. They'll be and playing their normal And then they got that early bye week, and that, that's the only thing as a rookie. Like you got all that training camp, and this is something that you're not used to. This is you know, college goes twelve games. This is, and they added a game to ours, so now we're at seventeen games plus that long training camp. You know who's not going to be in at the Hall of Fame game, bro. Okay, listen, it, Michael Parsons is not getting a full game of snaps in nah, all the he don't get a full game. Uh, Kel- Kelvin Joseph is not getting a full, a full, uh, full snaps in the Hall of Fame game. He's it's not happening. It just depends how they going in camp. Well, they, if, if they're not, yeah, if they're not yeah, playing yeah, well, they ain't playing they well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but Michael Parsons, he's not gonna be. A, he's not. He's not gonna be out there. He's gonna be chilling with Jalen. Wouldn't that be something if you see LV or Jalen? As a vet, hey, I go if I if I if I'm LV and I'm Jalen and I look over, I got my hat on. I'm eating my seeds in the preseason game. You know, I ain't gonna play a lot. I look over and I see this yeah. young rook right here beside me talking about. Yeah. You, oh, you, yeah. You, in you know what's up. Oh, yeah. You in trouble. You know what's up. <laughs> he better start asking for trades. Hey, man, you look, I'm gonna go see what yeah, I can get on this yeah, market yeah. out here. Because if, uh-huh. if you look over, you see that. That's got to be a sh- man. What if, if you if you if, when you get to that game if you a rookie and you not playing in it and you got on street clothes that means you had a hell of a OTAs you Dance. had a hell of a mini camp and they are expecting you to to really provide for them during the season yeah, unless you hurt and you are a rookie and you it, like Dez Dez ain't playing that in that uh, Hall of Fame game <laughs> but we all saw that we, yeah, camp. we, yeah, we, we were like man that dude's okay. the but truth. you know so but it's like did. it's not even worth it to yeah. risk it. Yeah. Okay, that's it. that's a nugget right there for, for the, the the audience right there. That's a good nugget. Yeah. They're in trouble though. I ain't gonna lie, they in trouble. The linebackers, they, they, they in trouble. Yeah, we they, are, they, yeah, they, 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 they in trouble. Well, listen, the, the man made a hell of a play yesterday. Yeah, a so hell of an interception. This is true. Hands, what was up it? the sideline? Who who was throwing it though? It don't matter. He who, made the who, play. Who bro. was throwing it? I don't, I, I don't remember. Nucci was throwing the ball, listen, man. Danucci threw a lot. Danucci threw a lot of balls yesterday that weren't picked off. Micah Parsons got we his interception. We all know Let's the not, Nucci ain't got see, the juice, man. Terch, Terch we take, all know, gonna take nah. away from the man getting his interception. Nah, 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 man, because he, he, he held back double G last year. We were sitting line, back there line. at the town, was it town, RV, whatever, and you was talking about the Nucci. 
That was before the game. I know. That was before I saw what I saw. So you open on the lights. Dalton Schultz and Danucci. Dalton Schultz and Danucci. I was wrong on Schultz. Them two on you. I was wrong on you. Wrong on Danucci too. How was I wrong on Danucci? Bro, you said Danucci should have played before the game. Before the game. I just remember that saying. You know, he has athleticism and stuff like that. He could run. And he went out there. The Dalton, the uh, I should say the Ben DiNucci versus Trey Lance national championship game up there in Frisco. So we'll always have that as a Mr. memory. Dude. <laughs> Speaking of in trouble, uh oh, Clippers are in trouble tonight, mm-hmm. or are they? Because the Mavericks can close them out. The road team has won every game, and here's the question I had in terms of the NBA versus the NFL. How do you look at a player making a lot of money who's not doing their part? And I bring that up because mm. Christoph Porzingis is making $158 million, and he's not even the second best player on the team, and Luka Doncic is carrying him right mm. now. How do guys in the room look at another dude making a big old check, not getting it done, but winning is being done despite this? Go ahead, D-Man. That usually don't happen in the NFL. If your if your big time player is not playing well, then you're usually you're usually losing. Um, but when you are losing and you're looking at that guy, you also looking at management like, man, what the hell is going on? Especially if this guy is one of those boisterous guys, one of those guys who the rah rah guys. And you're like, hey, bro, hey, bro. But you, what are you talking about? Because <laughs> you just missed three tackles that you're talking mm. about over there. So I think what happens is the players. Behind the scenes, lose a little faith in that person as a leader. But, you know, in his face, it's like, yeah, 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 you still the guy. But when you go home, you like, hey, bro, buddy, buddy, sorry. He's stealing. Me he and, is stealing. Me and D-Back have had plenty, <laughs> plenty of conversations over the phone. Rookie year, a couple of years. Man, I thought he was supposed to be the troop. I ain't going to say no name, but we man, I thought he was 80. I don't they, know. He getting, like right. 20, he getting like 20 a year. I thought he was supposed to be the troop. I don't know. So it happens. But like you said, I mean, if, it is, if he's that raw, raw guy that's in the locker room talking about, we got to win this. This is our championship. And he goes out there and lays a stinker. You still gonna look at him like, man, yeah, you know, yeah, you just ain't have it tonight. But like you said, you're gonna have conversations with your boys like, man, hey, buddy just ain't got it no more. So when he starts talking, everybody giving each other a look. Like, what is this dude? Here's Porzingis. Okay, Mavs go in, they go, they go in LA, he goes show up at the strip club. And mm-hmm. he, you know, potentially could have gotten suspended. But it's like Luca's out here carrying the team. You now caught up in the strip club, like, like they're not gonna notice a seven foot three white guy in a strip club in Los Angeles. They thought it was Dirk. Nah, no, <laughs> they thought it was Dirk. He had in the whiskey jersey. <laughs> He's full of Johnny Manziel. And, 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 so, and that's another thing. You you in the middle of a series? What yeah, is that? Well, <laughs> well, you ain't doing nothing. So yeah, yeah, that's, no, true. Man. that's yeah. true. But the largest contract, yeah, in Dallas Mavericks history. Mm. What's crazy is I would have signed him too. The way he was playing in New York. It was I would have gave him, I would have gave him a nice no no maybe not one fifty I would have paid him some bread though to come to my squad based off what I he had some you like injured dudes but based off the injuries that he had he would have got a little less but he was balling in New York here's here was my issue with the deal because first of all, everybody just gave it nobody said anything but to not give yourself a team option in the last Mm -hmm. year with a guy who's got a history of being hurt and people that tall have that history. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was the thing I just said, you know, wait, wait, wait. You you need to protect yourself somehow on this. Especially, I mean, it's the largest contract we've ever given out. We're taking care of you. We just need an insurance back. You balling, hey, it's going to be yours. But if you're not, then we 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 need need some help here, too. Oh, yeah. And he wasn't going to be in a position to say, no. I think he would have signed it. So that was my thing. Was just you needed to put now Luca. He's up. He's, he's up this year. Hey, they're gonna sign. Yeah, him. But but you know right, you know there's no problem. Hey man, go ahead. What you want? Write the check. But you wrote a check to a guy who's been injured, who never played one single basketball game for you, and you gave yourself no protection, no out. That I I I had a question. Can, I should say I have a problem with that. Can he save himself by having a hell of a game tonight and a hell of a rest of the playoffs by taking them? Oh yeah, if he takes, can he for save him. himself? Yeah, if he takes, because because yeah. last year was bad too. He got injured. Yeah, and then this year is 
So Same thing. Yeah, all, all is well if he if he somehow what? if he twenty and ten guy just give him twenty and ten. Oh, he give him that. Yeah, he, 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 he's he, providing no defense. Yeah, can you give him twenty and ten and, and rem, you know what's the name playing better D than he is? Uh, what was the big boy? Wasn't um, Bar- 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 Oh yeah, Bobon. Bobon. He's playing better defense. Fiddy Smith is playing better defense. Yeah. And that's the other issue is, man, you're seven foot three, and Paul George basically stepped up to the microphone and said, Yeah, there's no real rim protector there. Mm-hmm. And then they go put Bobby in, and next thing you know, bam, you know, he's out here affecting the basketball game. And I'm sitting to myself saying, The guy making 158 seven, is, three. Is, is a giraffe on skates out here. Yeah, but us, if you ain't going to play no defense, you got to be putting up some buckets. You got to be yeah. Dane Lillard like, yeah, type. Yeah, you got to be putting up buckets. You know, because Dirk, Dirk wasn't going to play no defense, but you know he what Dirk was going to give you. He was going to make it fade all yeah. day. <laughs> and I had people say, well, you know, Porzingis did hit that shot at the end. <laughs> That's like a guy at the park. You're at the park, and you one of your, and he's terrible. He, he's over 10. <laughs> but for some reason, he hits it's the, the game, game winner. winner. <laughs> I told you I had this. This was my game from the jump. Like, man, sit your butt down somewhere, man. That, I, that's the look. That's the look. No, no. yeah. <laughs> and actually, actually, someone told me that that was how he was acting in the locker room afterward. Like, 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 like he hit. I'm the man. Like, yeah, I sealed it. I sealed it. What? Yeah, like like Ky- <laughs> like Kyrie, like he was Kyrie like he was, in the Cavs. He was back and forth, and he was just giving no, buckets. A, hold on, LeBron, let me help you. Yeah, that 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 KP was it was acting like that. I, was, I said, really? Like, mm-hmm. like, hold on, yeah. quick. Two things, two things, two things. LeBron playing what sixteen years, his first time being eliminated in the first round. I thought they was coming back last night. Nah, no. they got it to nine. They not, started rolling, not and, my, and Booker came, I think. Well, not the way Booker was playing, and Crowder, man. Crowder started hitting a couple threes. So shout out to LeBron, because I know people are going to hate on him, but that's a long time to be playing before you experience you know, that. Two, this Milwaukee and Brooklyn series is going to be nice. It's going to be five. It's going to be five. Yeah, this is, this is going to be a good I got Milwaukee series. taking them. I think Milwaukee going to shock them. I think one time they, they're going to reach 150 points. One of these games is going to be like 150 to 148. You are trusting in, in – uh, the wrong head coach. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm not, I don't know, man. Yeah, I'm not giving. Me, I, it's, I, think I, think it's, I think it's gonna go to seven. That, 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 I, gonna go to say, I think it's gonna go to seven, but I don't think uh, the KD gonna, and them are gonna let gonna let themselves lose to I Milwaukee. I got Milwaukee in six. Okay, I'm Milwaukee in six. Anybody what? wanna? Um, okay, I'm just gonna you say. You said what? Coaching. Well, we gotta do that off air because I'm not. You know, I'm coaching. That's can't do it. We'll coaching. see. Yeah, you want Milwaukee in six. By the way, it can stop. I mean, can we just stop this? This whole Coach K is the greatest coach of all time. Can we stop this, please? Are you jealous? I'm just saying. Are you jealous? When, mm. when people start to try and denigrate and act like John Wooden's 10 national championships are no big deal, that he won seven in a row, threw up a whole bunch of undefeated teams. I mean, you know, look, Coach K did a, I mean, I was in North Carolina, and I remember when they were trying to fire the dude. The guy's a tremendous basketball coach. But when we want to say he's the greatest of all time and you got a dude who won 10 national championships, won seven in a row, we're going to act like that doesn't count. Or let, that was easy then. Stop. You got to let the hype die down a little bit, though. The, they just hype about it right now because he's just they doing the press conference and all that. So yeah, they, seven. Yeah, I'm just I'm just saying. I feel, I feel they just like hype. he's kind of like a Bill Russell type. You know, like Bill Russell got 11 rings, but nobody really is like, uh, is he the greatest? Uh, I don't know. You know, I you, I don't think anybody said Bill Russell was the greatest. Right. You don't think about it. Nah, they got Jordan and LeBron and that, but that's Kobe. What I'm saying. Like, yeah, Bill Russell ain't. People talk about Russ is, is, is the greatest winner, but but I, for, for me, when I look at John Wooden. Ten national championships, seven in a row, and I, I can't count how many undefeated seasons he had. Coach K didn't do that. Co- what Coach K did over the time period was impressive as heck. But when we praise people for championships and then we want to act like the championships don't matter, mm. you know, well, you know, it was easy, it was easier. I, I'll give a frog's fat ass how <laughs> you, what you thought was he, he got it done. You're right, because Robert Orr should definitely be one of the top players of all time. Robert Orr. <laughs> that's, that's the guy at the park that comes no, through. No, stop it. Nah, Big Shot Bob. Big Shot Bob. Don't do Big Shot Bob like that. Big Shot Bob. He was nice. Buckets. He or, was dropping no. buckets. Yeah, he was. Or, 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 I love my Ori now. Ori my guy. My guy. But Big but, Shot Bob was out there. When he, got, when he got older, he was hitting Big Shot. It wasn't Big Shot Bob. It was a Big Shot Bob. That was it. He did it. He did on a consistent basis. No, I'll give that. I'll give you that. He did on a consistent I'll say this. If Porzingis could be Big Shot Bob, a lot of people would it be would, very I'll happy. Okay? Oh, We're sitting here. Know, you, you know what? I, this is the thing. And I remember Robert got there and he got his $35 million. I was there in LA. I'm telling you, the way the guy went about his job and knew his role, this is the kind of guy you wanted on your team. And when you needed some help, he was there to give you the help. Porzingis can't give you no help. Give me some damn help. Help! 
Luke over big there. Big shot Bob. Big shot Bob at the court. So you sit up and denigrate Big Shot Bob. You think Luke Luca love Big Shot Bob right about it? Can you trade KP for a Big Shot Bob? So you know I'm not gonna sit around here and poo poo what a man did to help. He was smart enough, and that's the other thing too. And you guys know, smart enough and humble enough to say, "This is my role. I will accept my role." I'll fulfill my role and then never stepped out of it. You know, so many times these guys, you know, they do a little something, you know, like you, man. Aww, and I'm telling you, man. Big I, Shot Bob sat in the corner. I and have everybody respect. was going towards Kobe. I'm sending you. Kick it to Bob. I'm sending you. I'm sending you Robert Orr's highlights. Okay. All right. Send, I'm me, Robert, send highlights. me them highlights. No. He made, he made, he he made a lot outside, of big plays. If he comes out of the corner, one of them highlights, I'm like, all right, I'm impressed. Big right, shot. I, I, I could find a lot of those. I'm talking about. I ain't talking about back to Houston days. I'm talking about that, those don't count. Houston days don't count. Okay, they they need to count. I mean, I go back to like Vernon Max, Vernon Mad Max is another one of these guys. Man, when you needed it, he did it. Vinny the Microwave Johnson, when you needed it, he was there to give it to you. My boy Ray Allen, you need these kind of guys. Ray 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 team was before he got there then Jerry makes the trade and to see how he was a part of that championship mm-hmm. team and how he went about his work man it's underrated I'm just telling you it's, it's, it's very I think it's rated perfect man. very <laughs> underrated they got it right man. Okay. they got it right but it's like Jay Novacek man you know the guy was doing his thing with, with the Cowboys in the tight end spot no he's not a Hall of Famer but you know what he was key and he played his role right you need guys that understand their role go out there do their role I mean all I'd say is Chris Tapporzing is in that. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta watch that tonight. Dude, do something. But you're gonna watch it though. Oh, I'm gonna go. Of course, it's my job. It's what I do. But can, can you can you block a shot? Can you <laughs> the be man is seven three? Can you be as good as Boban was the other night? Probably mm-hmm. not, but I mean, you asking for a lot. Can yeah, Luka, for Luka need to go for I'm sorry for 158 million. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm, I'm asking. Can you, can you be as good as Boban? Yeah. All right. Um, Next week, we'll talk minicamp on Friday. Mm-hmm. Cowboys have minicamp Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Then they're gone. Um, hopefully, everybody can enjoy their time off until training camp will be straight. It's Danny McCray. That's Barry Church. I'm Louis Scruggs. For Chris, for Aaron, who helped us produce everything in the back. Players Lounge back next Friday right here on DallasCowboys.com Radio. It's going to be a stressful off week. This be has playing. been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!